In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And for today's recording, I'm going to have two guests. And we're going to be recording from Prague in the Czech Republic, Tallinn in Estonia, and London in the United Kingdom. And today we're continuing our theme on digital this month. As in the beginning of February, we spoke with Kazim Aslam about the seven steps for good digital marketing. And last week we talked about the growing digital landscape in the Middle East with Zohar Heather. And today we're going to talk about the digital landscape in Europe and in the Middle East and the digital landscape among SMBs, small and middle-sized businesses. But first, a good morning, a good afternoon, and a good evening, wherever you may be listening from. And welcome back to our returning listeners. And if you're new to the show, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success. In these series, we have talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please download this series on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. In this series, you can listen to great advice, leadership success stories you can learn from, stories that can motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your success. I invite you to connect with me. Send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net, or connect through CINDA, the Search and Information Association of Europe, at Kimberly Kimberly at Cinda.com. Tell me what you would like to hear about on this show. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful either for yourself or your business. Now, this month... As I said, we've called this month Digital Month, and we've been looking at how the digital revolution is changing the way we do business and how leaders have to deal with these changes. But it's not only about big companies and brands. Digitalization is happening at all levels of the economy, and it's impacting small and medium-sized businesses as much as it impacts us in our everyday life. Now, the bakery that we knew on the corner and we used to walk to all the time just to pick up our morning bread, now has a website where you can pre-order it and send the kids down to pick it up. Much more convenient for uh, we parents. So this is what's happening. Small and businesses are re- small and large, medium businesses are getting more and more digital. And But most local businesses have some, even if they have some kind of presence on the web and they know that presence is important, they seldom understand that poor presence is almost like having no presence at all. They very often do not understand that they need to focus on customer experience and engagement because that's what digital marketing is about. It's a tool used to engage customers and bring them on a customer journey. Now, there's lots of terms out there such as UX, which is often used as context of the web design, the idea of what 
features a website has. And there's also CX, which encompasses more about touch points and customers and business. But do small businesses understand this? And are they using all the features that are needed? And are they creating touch points? Well, that's the question we're going to talk about today. And that is why CINDA, the Search and Information Association of Europe, whose members try to support small and business, small and medium-sized businesses with digital marketing tools, conducted the CINDA Landscape Survey to take a look at the digital landscape of small and medium-sized businesses across Europe and the Middle East. And they conducted the survey in cooperation with Silk Tide out of the UK and also with a partner in Copenhagen, Mono Solutions, who supported Cinda with the research in the Middle East. And our experts today know all about this research. And our first expert is Renato Bottini, and he is the Director of Business Development for Six Silk Tide, and he has 20 years' experience of sales and marketing across mobile and advertising, and has always been passionate about advertising and the needs of the SMB market. Before Silk Tide, he launched new products into 16 markets for Vodafone. He's transi- transitioned from mobile into advertising sector, av- addressing digital marketing opportunities and heading the Project Go project for Yale UK's flagship digital solutions while working closely with teams in six geographies. Renato is currently supporting the efforts of CINDA, the Search and Information Association, and he's helping with this study. Now, our second guest is Paul Wood, and he's been a local search business for nearly 25 years and is a specialist in strategic planning, product development, and go-to-market strategies. He brings extensive global experience and cultural understanding to local challenges. Paul's career in senior management has covered North America, Europe, and Asia. From 2010 to 2017, he was the CMO for S. FCR Media, working in Estonia, Sweden, Ireland, as well as establishing marketing strategies across the entire group. Since 2017, he has been the senior partner for CEPW OU Consulting based in Estonia, focusing on the SMB market, and he is the managing partner of Elias Wood Consulting. So welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thanks very much. Thank you, Kimberly. Okay. So we, we talked to you um, a couple months ago as the first study came out when we had about two or three countries. Um, so we've, the study has been expanded now. So what, why was it so important to expand and, and why also start to look at other geographical areas such as the Middle East? Well, um, I'll tell you this one. Um, Really, our goal was always to include as many countries as possible in the study. That way, we could get a, a clearer picture of the online presence of as many SMBs as possible. Um, up until now, we've uh, analyzed over 350,000 small to medium-sized businesses in Europe across eight countries and just recently added in the UAE. Um, in the coming year, we continue to add more countries as well as revisiting the existing ones to see if there's been any improvements. I think it's really important to be able to benchmark and compare and contrast how the SMBs are doing and comparing in in different regions. As you know, the US and the Europe are, are, are relatively well understood and documented, but the Middle East, there's still a, a, a bit of a blank space, um, and hence it's really important to start to understand that market. Um, we are re- really looking to try to help build a repository of knowledge that, ha- that have benchmarks that people can then use to evaluate their, their country's performance and the businesses in that country. Mm-hmm. 
So, so with this, all this research, I mean, um, three hundred fifty thousand—that's a—that's a lot of SMBs, and for our listeners, that's small and medium businesses. What was there one thing that kind of popped out across the whole thing, across the the, the whole study? I mean, is it that you know every SMB has a website? I mean, is that fact or fiction? What was probably a big highlight? <laughs> fact or fiction? <laughs> I- not surprisingly, it's uh, fiction. Um, in the eight countries we looked at in Europe, you know, the penetration uh, rate for websites for SMBs ranged from a low of uh, about 48% in Slovakia to a high of 90% in Sweden. Um, the average was about 75%. Um, I know that that shocks a lot of people, um, but this is based on uh, a variety of reliable sources, including Eurostat, as well as local knowledge from uh, some of our data providers in each country. Um uh, I, I think uh, it's interesting. We, we found some cases where you were given a URL, but when you analyze the URL, it actually redirected to uh, a Facebook page rather than a website. Um, and, and this is something we, we should uh, monitor carefully as we move forward uh, because we know this is an online presence study and, and certainly social media is an important part of it. Um, but it's interesting that some people are, are skipping uh, what we would consider a traditional uh, website. Now, there's only a few cases that uh, that we found this, but uh, it's something that I think is well worth noticing that uh, you may not have a website, but you may have some other presence, especially on social media. Why, why do you think that is, Paul? I mean, do you think it's it's the that website might be more complicated and it's easier to set up a Facebook page? Or uh, do you have any speculation on that? Well, I, I think uh, some people are maybe perhaps more comfortable with Facebook because they use it in their private life. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook and, and even Google My Business is, an, is another thing we can't forget, which is, which is not as, as socially relevant as Facebook, obviously. But Google My Business also contains a lot of the data you would find on a, on a website. But uh, I, I think for Facebook, um, it's, just, uh, it, it's just a familiarity for a lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, if you can put something where people are, are dwelling a lot of times, if you look at the Facebook uh, dwell times, they're quite, they're quite heavy, um, you have an opportunity to capture more audience. So yeah. it makes some sense. But mm-hmm. uh, we can talk later about the, the importance of uh, a social media presence only versus uh, websites, mm-hmm. and uh, that, that's going to come up later in the discussion, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so with 75%, and that penetration is a little bit lower than a lot of people think, okay? Um, and if you look at Slovakia with 48, that's quite low. But how, when now we, we've expanded out, you've expanded out to the, starting with the Middle East, um, United Arab Emirates, for our listeners, and was there a significant difference between the European um, website presence and the Middle East? <laughs> um, compared to the Middle East, what actually surprised us is that uh, the Middle East, the United Arab Emirates, uh, uh, we shouldn't call it the whole Middle East because we only no. looked at the UAE, but uh, the UAE scored the highest on both website-only score and online presence score of all the countries we analyzed. Wow. Um, which, which was very surprising. But uh, while the results were very good, we, we should be careful um, how we extrapolate them to the broader uh, market in the UAE. You know, we do not have a good website penetration data for SMBs. So mm-hmm. the sample we, we're looking at could be skewed to the more digitally savvy businesses leading to the better scores. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to be careful. But uh, at, first, at first glance, it's very encouraging. 
Um, and as we get more businesses in, I, I think we'll see whether it, it holds true or whether some of those numbers drop back a bit. Mm-hmm. And and the, when you think about that, the the UAE is um, one of the I think it's the ranking number two in mobile penetration in the world right now. So so that's leads to my next question. When you started looking at these websites, and and we're all going in mobile trends, what did you see in Europe? Are most of them um, mobile mobile optimized, or what did you see in UAE? Well, we saw that uh, Kimberly. We saw that about sixty-three percent, on average, of the of the sites that we we measured, the three hundred and fifty thousand small businesses we measured, were were not optimized for mobile devices. Wow! And, and, and you know that's that's up from fifty-eight percent as we added more larger and more mature markets. Um, Austria, particularly, though, scored very highly on this metric. They had eighty percent, eighty-seven percent of their sites were mobile optimized. While Switzerland was in the low seventy percent, and Germany only. 65%. So, you know, even with Google pushing mobile optimization heavily over the last four or five years, there, seem, there seems to be significant pockets of small businesses that have websites that aren't really mobile friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, in the UAE, um, you know, we started to see um, that, that the mobile optimization was was quite significant. We saw, uh, we saw figures of, of around uh, 68%. So, you know, that were mobile optimized. But as Paul rightly said before, you know, this is only a subset of that market that we've analyzed. And, uh, um, uh, and there may be an awful lot of businesses out there that have no online presence or very, very poor um, online presence. So um, mm-hmm. that's the context. It, and just for our and Paul and Ronaldo, for our listeners, real quick. So why why is I mean that surprised me. Sixty three percent for me is low when everything's being mobilized and location based. So for, just for our listeners, why is that so important? And for the SMBs that are listening. Well, we we know consumer behavior has changed over over the last few years, and over fifty percent of searches are happening on a mobile device, and it it's continuing to grow. Um, if the content isn't accessible or readily accessible on mobile, there is an increased likelihood of them ditching it and going to your competitors. Um, you know, Google has been banging on about this for years now, and, and basically their message is if you don't optimize your website for mobile, you're likely not to rank as highly uh, as your competitors that do. Um, that's the message they've been hammering out there. And if you look at Austria at 87%, they've, they've actually listened. <laughs> others, other, others are a bit slower to adopt, but actually in the, in generally in the, in the Swiss and Austria market and to some extent the German market, um, they are uh, focused more on the optimization side. Um, consumers just abandon sites if it takes too long to load and mm-hmm. if it's not mobile friendly. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the research has shown that over the years. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is that. That is an, consumer, consumer behavior is really driving this, and um, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I, I want to talk to you a little bit more about some of the other areas that you measured and and what other features and that SMBs are using and what they're not using and and also the differences between the countries within the European 
Union as well as between the European Union and uh, Middle East. And for our listeners, we are talking with Bernardo Botina, Director of the Business Development of Silk Tide, and Paul Wood, an expert in local search. And we're talking about the CINDA Search and Information Industry Association Landscape Survey, which is studying the digital presence of SMBs across Europe and on other markets. Now, if you'd like to reach out to Renato and Paul, Renato can be reached out under Renato Botini on LinkedIn. He can be reached out under Twitter and on silktide.com. And Paul can be reached on LinkedIn under Paul Wood. Three zero six five five nine. Sounds like sounds like I'm giving you their phone number, Paul. Okay, so just uh, just go to my website. It's easier. Just go, can go to uh, eliaswood.com. I think that's the easiest. And Paul yeah, absolutely. Uh, Paul at Elias Wood. And for the Cinda, please go to www.cinda.com. And we're also on Facebook at, at followcinda.com. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at Leadership Beyond Borders at Gmail or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And with that, we're going to talk. take a quick break and we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. 
Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we're talking digital. And today we are speaking with Renato Bottini, the Director of Business Development at Silk Tide, and Paul Wood, expert in local search, and also the General Director at EliasWood.com Consulting. And we've been talking about the, the landscape study that the Search and Information Association of Europe has done measuring digital presence uh, across Europe, digital SMB and small, medium businesses presence in Europe. And this the research has been expanded to the United Arab Emirates. So I guess I'm going to come, it's, you know, we've done this in cooperation with Silk Tide, Renato. So can you tell us a, kind of a little bit about the key findings on the whole whole survey um yes i mean firstly we we looked at penetration of of websites and as we said you know there were about uh, we saw that in in europe the penetration of websites was around 75 percent. so that meant you know three and four um small businesses has a website um the key then was really how good were they and that was really about uh, and the variation across the markets were quite dramatic but um, one of the, the, the looking back at the results this time, one of the, the factors that jumped out was was really sort of the numbers around social media, and what we found was particularly in places like Germany that uh, the German businesses were not linking their their websites to their Facebook or their Twitter or Instagram um, at the same level of penetration as other countries. For example, Facebook in particular. All of the countries outperformed Germany's connection rates. In Ireland, they were 44%. In Germany, they were 33%. Yet in in Belgium, they were 33%. Yet in in Germany, we only saw 17%. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we found that kind of hard to explain (laughs) because Facebook usage in Germany is quite high. But really, uh, you know, maybe it's about uh, them considering that Facebook is more of a social platform and a a personal platform rather than a business um, environment. Um, it may also be that uh, the German regulator has a strong stance on data privacy, which might also make small businesses more reluctant to 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 engage with Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was quite an interesting interesting take. Mm-hmm. And and Paul, what's your thought on that? Because that is an interesting. I mean, Germany is one of the biggest economies, uh, but the lowest one of the lowest penetrations of businesses on Facebook are linking their fa- websites. Mm-hmm. What what's your thinking on that? Um, it it. It, I think it's multiple causes. I certainly, th- I certainly think that uh, um, the Germans as a whole might be less uh, willing to share as as, as freely. I, mm. I don't have any actual stats on that. That's just sort of a personal opinion. Um, but but I also uh, oh I forgot what I was going to say. Oh sorry <laughs> about that. Um, but but I think the regulatory stance that they're taking is has been high profile for the last yeah. uh, two or three years, and I think there was recently a ruling about uh, data privacy um, that's that's going to fundamentally affect I think Facebook's model, um, advertising model, and and businesses um, aren't going in. And I I think there's also one very odd factor, which is small businesses and particularly sort of a lot of the micro businesses are still investing in print products in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, much more so than any other country in Europe and, and probably the world. Um, that investment there is safe and it's sort of secure. And I think there's a general feeling they maybe they don't need to go onto Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, that's that's another pure speculation, but because it it is the one country in Europe that still has, uh, you know, Italy has a presence and France has a presence, but the UK has totally done away with its print books. Mm-hmm. So I think there may be something there about them not uh, expanding yeah. too far too fast. That that, that could be true. Um, you know, living part time in Germany, also there's a lot of. Um, um, uh, local, I, I don't want to say they're, they call them Anzeigerblatt in German. They're like, like with, with uh, advertisements in it, which come to the home mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and that's how small businesses are getting out. And a lot of them are small businesses. So that and the pro privacy um, stance that Germany has, I can see where probably this, these, all these factors come in to small businesses saying, okay, you know, I really don't have to link to Facebook right yeah. now. Um, yeah. You know, the website is fine. Mm. And so that I, I, I think they're conservative is is uh, probably more conservative uh, in this, um, especially down in the sort of more traditional and some of the rural areas are just a bit more conservative about it. So what what else now, just to come back to these key findings. So this is this is really interesting on the social media. Um, did you find on the social media was was one avenue stronger than the other? Um, or what, what, it, what other key findings did you find in the realm of the social media and the SMB? Well, we mentioned this before. I mean, uh, Facebook obviously leads mm-hmm. everybody. Um, Twitter was strong in Ireland, but rare in other countries. Um, you know, Germany was around 4% were linking a, face, a Twitter account um, mm-hmm. with an average of 5%, but Ireland's at 28 and Belgium was high at 17. And we, we, Marked that down to a language issue, as Twitter as being a uh, very heavy uh, used English language product. Now, that was a, a hypothesis we had. Instagram, um, strong in Ireland, not so strong everywhere else, with only 10% linking through, 24% in Ireland, and only 6% in Belgium. Um, but we expect, I, I expect Instagram to get higher and higher, um, in fact, I expected all these numbers to be much, much higher, to be perfectly honest, uh, because you said uh, people not having a website. What about people not having a, a Facebook page? Uh, mm-hmm. Surprising as well. Um, but at least an interesting uh, point about what is the UAE doing yeah. with it? Um, they blow Europe out of the water. Oh, really? Put it, put it bluntly. 41% of the businesses we looked at had linked to their Facebook page. 32% to Twitter and 30% to Instagram. Um, and to give you the European averages, it's 22, 5, and 10. Wow. Uh, so our, our hypothesis about uh, being an English language only uh, medium Twitter um, maybe, <laughs> maybe doesn't hold quite so true. Um, but it does give an indication of, of, the, of the, the savviness of some of the people that they are understanding that they're their different online properties need to work together more. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's something that doesn't seem to have been adopted uh, across Europe quite as robustly. Mm -hmm. Well, that's really interesting on on if uh, UAE is, is that much ahead of um, Europe, especially considering some of the restrictions around WhatsApp on messenger there. But regardless (laughs) of those restrictions of the air, people are still using Facebook and, um, Twitter and Instagram. Very, very interesting. But I, I'm, I, I'm wondering if it's partly because it, it, it's obviously a, a Dubai being a, a major tourist destination mm-hmm. as well as a business center. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and that might have an effect on particularly the high Instagram uh, relation uh, mm-hmm. uh, linking because of the of the Instagram and the tourists loving to take their pictures in front of very tall buildings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Could be, could be. But uh, now let's uh, talking about these social media. What about you? Also had some findings around around content, okay, um, and updating websites and updating, you know, fresh, because it's about getting things out there. What did you find in general about the SMBs? You know, are they, you know, updating their websites every day? Are they doing it every week? Um, you know, are they not updated? What, did you get any results on that? Oh, yeah. You would think that if you're going to invest in a website, you want to keep it up. It's like buying a house. You want to keep it maintained and everything, but, uh, um, or a car, but, you know, only 23% of the businesses across Europe were updating their website in 30 days or less. Mm-hmm. Um, 46% on average hadn't updated it in a year. Right. And, and to me, that's not, uh, that's not probably the uh, most effective use of your resources because I'm sure something happened to your business within a year that's worth adjusting, telling people about, keeping it fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the results are are surprising but when we talk about SMEs not having time or resources to do it perhaps it's it's understandable that these numbers are uh, are higher than you would expect mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's about and and when when we're talking about updating the content um, you also looked at at content management systems across the board <laughs> um, Renato do you want to make a comment on that yeah, I mean, um, you know, we looked at content management systems in the in the previous uh, iteration of the study, um, but the good news is is that the average of, of of the of of the known content management systems being used by you know small businesses has increased um, with the addition of the the, the additional countries, um, and what that means is that you know what we saw on average was the performance of of companies or, or businesses that used a content management system that was regular, that was understood or, or, or known or was one of the, the, the ones that we um, look for. And we looked for over 200 content management systems. They generally scored 17, 17% higher in terms of their performance than their, than their counterparts. And that was quite a, that's quite an important point because uh, um, it also indicates that you know the, if it's a if it's a, a well known or known content management system, typically the person using it will 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 understand that system, and uh, often uh, that seventeen percent can also be attributed to the person um, that's designing the website and building the website. You know, we've um, we've seen in the past a lot of uh, a lot of people have gone to their brother-in-law or friend or family friend to build them a website um, that might look okay, but actually doesn't perform very well because they're not experts in 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 what they do. And I think that's the key point that's coming out of this: is is building a website with an expert will perform much much better than uh, than those that aren't. Mm-hmm. Was there was there any content systems and for our listeners maybe just a quick explanation and a couple of examples what a content management system is is there anyone that kind of stood out of the crowd and is it the big names that are getting used a little bit more or did you see any patterns there at all I mean we saw you know obviously uh, WordPress is uh, has 60% market penetration across the world um, you know this can be a, for a couple of reasons I mean it's the it's a system that's been around for the longest people have got used to it people have been trained on it and and it's maintained as a as a as an open source system but you know that's okay and it works well in in certain audiences but at the small 
um, end of the, the the SME market, you know, people are looking for content management systems, systems that allow them to update and maintain their websites easily, simply, more in, in a more straightforward way. And they're looking for those uh, those platforms. And we're seeing we're seeing some great uh, great performances from you know um, the Monos, the Dudas, the various providers out there in in the market who are you know who have built a, a platform that is is suited for 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 that market. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. WordPress for, for is SM- also free, which makes a big difference on choosing one. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, just to move on from content, so you're getting this content up, and the SMB is getting their website up, or at least seventy-five percent of them in Europe are. Okay. Uh, what about analytics? Okay. Are they? Do they? Once it gets up. Do they actually understand? Do you think SMBs understand what's going on? Are they using analytics? I mean, for the first point, no. Uh, they're, they're not using <laughs> analytics enough. I mean, you know, we only found 47% of the sites didn't have analytics. So that's a that's a huge proportion. And when you think about analytics, analytics are basically telling you how your website's being used, how p- visitors are coming to your website, where they're going, and what they're doing when they get there. You know, and essentially, if you don't know that, you're flying blind. You know, so you don't understand what people are doing, whether they're engaging with your business, how they're engaging, and so on. So, you know, the fact that uh, uh, that forty-seven percent don't have um, analytics on their website means that the 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 the, the business isn't really um, engaged with their online presence as well as it could be, and that's an mm-hmm. opportunity for service providers to provide a more, you know, easily understood service. You know, a lot of this is because. You know, we know small businesses don't have time. They don't necessarily have the skill, the expertise to do these things. You know, so the importance of providing of a service provider to be able to de- deliver this as a uh, as a solution to to a small business is becoming more and more prevalent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And 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 it's a little scary, isn't it, for the SMB sometimes? <laughs> yeah, um, no doubt. I mean. I mean, you know, you, you can just think of yourselves or friends that are small businesses and, and you try to talk to them about analytics. You know, many, many of those won't have a, you know, won't have a, have a, have a clue what you're talking about. You know? Right. And, you know, that, and that's why there's specialists and experts in the world to do this. You, you know, yeah. so, uh, uh-huh. you know, it is. they may be great at building walls, but they might not be very good at building uh, social media walls. Exactly. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to take another break now. Um, this is a really interesting discussion. And for our listeners... We are talking with Renato Botino and Paul Wood, and they are experts that have been contributing to the Cinda Landscape Survey, which is conduct was conducted in Europe with 350,000 SMBs, and also in the first study conducted in the Middle East in the United Arab Emirates. And we're talking about the results. What are what are SMBs doing on digital? And if you'd like to reach out to Renato, you can reach out to Renato under LinkedIn, Twitter, and um, on the website. And the company is Silktide that conducted the survey with Cinda. And you can go to www.silktide.com. And Renato is on LinkedIn under Renato Botini. And Silktide is also on Twitter. And Paul, you can reach Paul under EliasWood.com and Paul at Elias wood.com is the email address and for cinda you can go to www.cinda.com 
or on Facebook at Follow Cinda. And if you're interested in this study and there's results of this study, please go to the Cinda website where you can get some of more of this information. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and you're listening to Leadership Beyond Borders on the business station on Voice America. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry, as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're speaking with Renato Bottini. He's the Director of Business Development at Silk Tide. And Paul Wood, an expert in local search and also the General Manager of Lias Wood Consulting. And we've been talking about CINDA, which is the Search and Information Industry Association of Europe Landscape Survey. And this survey conducted was conducted across Europe and in the Middle East and in Europe was measured 350,000 small and medium businesses to see what their digital presence was and in the Middle East it was in conducted in cooperation also with Mono Solutions from Copenhagen Denmark now we've talked kind of about some of the results and we don't want to let all the cats out of the bags okay because these results are going to be talked about at the Cinda conference in London April 10th to 12th and and also, the Middle East um, results are going to be talked about in the Cinda Conference in Dubai, which is March 6th and 7th, and also held at the Google headquarters. So, what I want to know from you guys now is we've got these results. What We've heard some of the key findings. What does this mean for SMBs? What kind of message does this give SMBs? Well, I think, uh, Kimberly, the first point to make is that 
certainly there's a lot of room for improvement. I mean, it's a it's a complicated space, um, and you know there is is certainly um, room to improve their online presence. That's uh, that's the first point. I also, without going into the detail, and this is sort of some of the data we'll present in London, but uh, the differences between the different sectors, which was also very very interesting. So we measured against six different uh, sectors, and the performance difference between uh, you know trade sectors, professional services, restaurants, and so on, um, very very quite markedly. Um, but ultimately, you know. Um, Online marketing is complicated. For local micro businesses, it's not enough anymore to rely on word of mouth and repeat customers and people coming back and and so on, having a rudimentary website. You know, it's important that these guys now look to have a really significant, robust presence across you know the various various platforms: social, local, um, mobile, um, you know, website, etc. Um, and just having a website isn't enough anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But it also, you know, as it's such a complicated space, it gives the opportunity, therefore, service providers, whether it be agencies, yellow page providers, etc. Those companies that are in that space, you know, they have to now provide a, a real service to businesses, help to educate them, bring them on that uh, on that digital marketing journey, because this is, you know, this is where the world is now. You know, we're no longer in print and so on. We're in a in a digital world, and if you don't understand the world, then you know that's uh, you know how can you compete in that? So uh, more and more, it's uh, it's the it's the role of, of of service providers to help bring those small businesses across that journey. Mm-hmm. And and Paul, what do you think? I mean, and what is that role of the service providers? Well, I, I think these days we used to go out and just sell products, but and then we got into solution sales. But now we actually have a service that that is a much more um, the the online world is much more real time, and and that is something that is most small, especially the micro businesses and the, the man with the van, as I like to call them. You know, they don't have time to be managing what's happening, answering reviews, uh, doing Facebook posts, writing. You know, that, that's not their skill, but it's also a resource constraint. Um, so I really think that the the service providers or the marketing agencies. Um, really have an opportunity here to, to do a good service uh, for these businesses. Mm-hmm. And if you were to put that together and say, okay, w- what could they do? Okay, what can, you know, is there one step before the other? Um, uh, last week we interviewed, we had the seven steps to digital marketing and we talked about maybe SMBs start with one channel or two channels or um, what can they actually do to present, to, to improve their online presence? <laughs> uh, well, first invest money um, okay. I, 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 money and yeah. time um, yeah. you know uh, I, I know it's often said well they don't have resources or budget and you know the hard answer to that is they've got to find it mm-hmm. uh, that because otherwise they're, they're going to disappear so I, I mean I think step one is, is actually to commit to doing it um, <laughs> to be to be very fair um, but but they they definitely need to start evaluating and and in this day and age we're we're seeing Google and Facebook and and all, and Amazon and these basically third party uh, uh, companies sucking all the data from from a business um, and a business really only has their brand their data and their website that's that's mm-hmm. all they own um, everything else is third party so I would start with your website. And getting your data right there, and your brand, and expanding from there. And expanding from there depends 
on what your objectives are. Um, and that's where uh, a very important component from the from the uh, agencies and marketing providers is they actually have to sit down and really understand what these businesses' objectives are. And I, I don't think that we've done enough work in the in the past with the small businesses. We do it with the middle-sized businesses and larger businesses. Um, but a small business is, has has we have to educate them along the way. What do you want to achieve, and what can be delivered uh, by these services? So starting channel by channel makes sense, but I think first is owning something of yours online, and that mm-hmm. usually starts with your website. Mm-hmm. Renato, I know we've had a lot of discussions about this, uh, um, I, uh, about being a building from the core, uh, whether it's a data hub or or what, however you want to call it, a content management system. Uh, in this day and age with, with, you know, Facebook is here and Google's here and they look so dominant, but uh, I remember AOL. Uh, and I remember Yahoo, and I remember mm. all the Netscapes, and, and they go away. So one thing is that your website is your website, and distributing and having the content there as a core fundamental value, I think, is very important, and then pushing it out from there um, to take advantage of the next uh, opportunity that comes along. And Renato, your comments on this, because if you and Paul have discussed this quite a bit, I'd like to hear what you have to say. I didn't say we always agreed. <laughs> oh, that's why we want to hear Renato. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, presence is is fundamental, and uh, ultimately, you know, you're you live and die by the quality of your content and and its um, consistency and, and and availability. So, you know, um, sitting down with a small business acting as a consultative um, service provider, solution provider to them, um, spending time on, on your key your key points of presence, which might be your Google My Business, it might be your website, it might be your Facebook page. I, but I agree with Paul, it, it, it's often very dependent on the, on, on the sector you're in, uh, you know, what, uh, what medium works better, you know, for professional services. It's very important to have a very uh, brand-centric uh, website, somewhere where people can come out and check that you're the lawyer that you say you are, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm. The other thing to remember is that, uh, you know, your website is the only place that you actually have control of, you know, mm-hmm. the, um, you know, your Google My Business page or your Facebook page can be, you know, can be updated, edited, changed by people um, by putting content, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, that is a, is the only real thing that you can control um, in, in, in totality. And as Paul says, you know, there's always a risk that platforms might be, uh, might be controlled regulatory wise or, or for other reasons. Um, and you know, it's good to have a stable presence in one place. Mm-hmm. And with this study, and I think that's great, great advice, um, not just not for the, just for the SMBs that are listening, but really for the digital marketing agencies, because one thing I caught on is saying you know, marketing agencies used to just sell products or ideas, and now they have to really understand more. And, and this is a whole suite. This is, this is selling engagement, okay, and engagement through new media. So yep. do you, uh, do, what do you think that agencies have to do primarily? Where do they have to focus, okay? Is it on their employees, you know, learning how to um, bring, you know, uh, teach the SMBs, or where do you think their focus has to be? I personally think it's about education, education, mm-hmm. and then um, you know bringing uh, bringing that small business along the line. Some people will be open. Some businesses will be open to education. Some people will just say, you know, I don't care, just do it. But um, 
the, the, the younger generation, the next, the millennials, the people coming through um, are, 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 are digital natives. They understand mm-hmm. a lot more than we do or our generation did. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, and their ability to action and move faster um, will just get will just get stronger and stronger all the time. So, you know, mm-hmm. service providers need to make sure they just do that. They do provision of service that is uh, that is of value. And, uh, you know, it's too easy to to try to just sell product. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to be selling value, and uh, I think that the ones that will do that will 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 succeed. And I, I think, and Paul, a comment on this because because when I hear you, I, I think as Generation Z comes in, and and um, I mean they're a lot more digitally native than <laughs> than even the the, you know, the millennials were. Okay, so when they come in, there's not going to be a lot of education because they kind of know about it, but it's going to be you know. I can't do it myself because I'm running my small business, so do it. And and it, it, there may be a shift, but it's still about service, isn't it, Paul? I, I, I think it is about service. And, and you know, I, I use an anecdote sometimes, which is, you know, in the past, we've we've been focused on putting sales forces out to, to sell the biggest thing they can. It's like trying to sell a big truck to a pizza delivery delivery guy when he just needs a moped, which works mm-hmm. better. Um, and that's where the service side comes in understanding. I, I think as you get more digitally savvy and, and aware small business owners, they're able to articulate their goals better. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're able to understand what channels are delivering for them um, as they go forward. So the conversation will get easier. Um, one of the one of the challenges I, I think that agencies face is, is uh, how can they service small customers with not micro budgets, but small budgets, thousand dollars a year, thousand euros a year, um, which is what they're quote willing to spend. Um, how can you scale up and so that you can find an effective solution for them at those mm-hmm. sort of price points? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's easier to serve somebody who wants to spend fifty thousand euros a year on marketing. Right, exactly. So we're getting we're getting towards the end of our show. So I'm just going to ask you guys for one sentence, one word of wisdom to either the SMB market or the agency market to our listeners um, when it comes to the digital landscape. So I'll start with you, Renato. Oh, you caught me off guard there. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was going to start with Paul. <laughs> so, one, I mean, one message, one message to companies. Um, what would that be? Uh, if I was uh, looking to improve, I, I would focus on the on the things that uh, are important to your business. I would focus on, you know, firstly making your website really strong. Focus on mobile speed and and, and analytics and SSL. And I would I would really focus on getting that core, and then look at the distribution platforms that you can you can adopt with that. So things like Google My Business, Facebook, and so on. Whatever is relevant for your business, and the audience, and where your audience goes. Super good, good tip. And Paul, what's your tip for the day? My tip for the day is get engaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think ultimately, uh, small businesses, and and we know, um, and you know, I've I've been involved in small businesses myself, and 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 it it's time consuming. It's it's all encompassing, um, and and payroll and things like that are much more important in, in inventory than worrying how many visits I got to my site today. But there's got to be a way that they can understand um, this environment so that they mm-hmm. can make informed decisions. And, and that requires some level of engagement. It's easier to be 
sitting for an hour and being lectured at than four hours of studying the internet trying to figure out what's happening. So right. that's where the consultative um, education can take place from, uh, from the different uh, agencies out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, thank you. Thank you both. Um, it's been great having you. And this is a really interesting study. And I'm looking forward to seeing you both um, in London uh, at the CINDA conference, April 10th to 12th. And I think I may see both of you in the Middle East at the uh conference the 6th to 7th in Dubai. I hope we'll definitely be talking more about the Middle East results because we do have results not just from the results from UAE, which are really fresh, and we have some other results from Saudi Arabia that we're going to be talking about the digital presence in those both countries in comparison to Europe. And that is March 6th and 7th at Google headquarters. Please go to www.cinda.com and register for the conference and the London conference again, www.cinda.com, and that's April 10th to 17th. And for our listeners, we've been talking to Renato Bottini, and he's the director of business development, Silk Tide, and Silk Tide conducted the survey with Cinda, and Paul Wood, who's an expert in local search, and he is the general manager of EliasWood.com consulting company, and. Thank you both for being here today. And if you want to reach out to either Renato or Paul, you can reach out to Renato under Silktide, www.silktide.com, or on Twitter under Silktide, or under LinkedIn under Renato Bottini, and Paul under Paul Wood on LinkedIn or under www.eliaswood.com or Paul at EliasWood.com. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And once again, guys, thank you. Um, see you guys in Dubai and in London. <laughs> and, warm, um, warm Dubai. <laughs> warm Dubai. Warm Dubai, yes. It's a little bit better than here in Prague today with minus eight. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and thank you. It's been really interesting. And thanks for taking time to talk to us today. My pleasure. And, Thank you. Okay. And once again, for our listeners, you've been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business station. I'm Kimberly Lewis, my your host, and you can reach out to me at Kimberly at Cinda.com or at Leadership Beyond Borders at gmail.com. And remember to tune into us each week. We're live on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Um or download us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. And if you'd like to contact me, your host, also send me what you want to hear about at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And with that, thank you again. And please listen to us next week. And in the meantime, download us. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.